0: Listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. It's Ryan Switzer and Craig Boschman.
1: It's the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16, Ryan Switzer and Craig Boschman uh, Since the last time we dropped one of these podcasts, three really good outings for this team, uh, two of which resulted in a victory. Could have had a better fate against the Moose Jaw Warriors on uh, Friday night. But, uh, you know, I guess the most noteworthy thing to happen over the past week would be the debut of the Lake Diefenbaker Slew Sharks. Uh, w- was that a fun one to call for you?
2: It was. I think I only slipped up and said Broncos a couple of times over the course of the game, so I managed to, to keep it in check, but it was a great game. Obviously got off to really quick start there. The the fans were, were engaged and they were excited. Uh, the team played well. Reed Dick was phenomenal and uh, it was just a great night to, to have a game like that where things were changed up and different and it was just kind of the, the perfect evening for, for a, a total rebrand like that.
1: Well, you, you touched on Reed Dick. I want to talk about his efforts because over the last two games, like I, he went almost five periods without giving up a goal. And, you know, he seems to have really found a groove here late in the season.
2: Yeah, and it's so important, obviously, down the stretch. The team's hoping to make a push for the playoffs here. And obviously, goaltending is, you know, one of, if not the key factor when it comes to to playoff uh, performances. So for, for Reed to get into a groove like that, like you said, is uh, is so important for this team. And um, it's great to see him, you know, pick up another shutout there. And, and really earned that shutout against Moose I know they, they had a lot of great chances. He was there every time. And then uh, the game in Medicine Hat, same thing. They had a lot of quality chances over the course of that game. And he just kind of kept it simple and made the saves he had to make to uh, allow his team to jump out to a big lead.
1: Our feature guest on this week's podcast is going to be Josh Philman Since the last time we brought you Broncos this week, he has scored five goals over his last three games. Uh, you have a bird's eye view of
2: all the action. What's been going right for 24? Well, in, in Medicine Hat, I mean, just power play, um, you know, f- getting to open spots, I uh, you know winding up for a huge one-timer for his first one. And then the, the second one was a great, pl- a great play and a great pass from Matthew Ward to kind of draw everybody's eyes one way and then just slide the puck over to, to Philman, who's got the whole net to shoot at. So um, it really seems like the most uh, majority of, of Philman's goals come from pretty close uh, near the net. So uh, he's finding ways to get open. You know, it's amazing that teams don't almost just staple somebody to <laughs> Philman when the team's on the power play. But, uh, you know, on the cusp of 40 goals now after two last night and heading to uh, the rink where he scored six the last time he was there, so looking forward to seeing what he does for an encore in Edmonton.
1: Expectations are high, absolutely. <laughs> Six goals or bitter disappointment. <laughs> we kid, of course, but uh, you touched on it. A very big weekend coming up. Uh, I know the team taking on Edmonton Saturday night before a uh, Sunday matinee game in Calgary, and I imagine this group is definitely not looking past an Edmonton squad, which, albeit, is distantly in the basement, but capable of beating anyone.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've we've seen that um, you know, year over year. There's always one team that's kind of hanging out near the bottom of the standings, but they they pick up wins. I mean, I can remember the Broncos in 1920 winning some some big games. Um, you know, before I was here, I remember 18, 19? I think Prince Albert had an 18 game winning streak or something, and the Broncos beat him in a shootout here at the Innovation Plex. So uh, any team can beat anybody. Edmonton's, uh, you know, I think on a nine game losing streak as of Wednesday, but um, you know they've had some games where they've beaten teams like Calgary. They've beaten Lethbridge, I think, twice this season. Um, so anybody can beat anybody, and we know that the Broncos aren't looking past. Uh, Edmonton and focusing on Calgary already Uh, they're going to be ready for uh, Saturday puck job at Rogers place
1: yeah right on and that Calgary game massive one uh, as well Edmonton uh, Saturday night but in any event uh, it's the Broncos this week podcast we're going to have coach Devin Pratt join us in just a moment and our feature guest will be Josh Fillman on Broncos this week
0: you're listening to Broncos this week presented by original 16 the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos
1: it's the Broncos this week podcast, brought to you by Original Sixteen. Coach the Show segment. Devin Pratt joining us uh, after a five-two win in Medicine Hat. Devin, uh, just watching the first period of that game, I. I thought your team had a great start and just kind of carried it on from there. Reed Dick with some big saves. You killed off that double minor and you buried on the power play. I mean, could you ask for a better start?
3: No. No, I mean, you nailed it. Uh, I think we mismanaged a puck behind our net that got a little scary seconds into the game, but we really uh, settled in from there. And what I really like from the guys is that we got a lead and we were able to build on it, uh, caused some separation and uh, we played hard for the full 60 minutes. So we weathered their push. Met Hat's been playing good hockey here late and um, that was a statement to go on the road and, and to do a job so extremely proud of our guys it was great to
2: see the power play connect there you know we've talked recently about how maybe it's been almost too fine trying to simplify things to create offense and sure enough Connor Vincent just throwing the puck on net, good screen in front by Drew Englott to, to get a power play goal
3: yeah, no, it was important uh, to win that special teams battle and um, to get our power play clicking, and it's one of those things down the stretch that will be important in tight games and uh, can be a separator when you get into, uh, you know, that must-win hockey and, and playoff style. Um, so I'm proud of our penalty kill. There was a big five-on-three kill, a minute and 45 seconds in that game, and um, lots of fine little details that, uh, you know, add up to the result at the end of the day. But I thought the power play moved a good puck, um, you know, Create a momentum through shots on net and traffic and converging and, and doing those simple things. So we got rewarded for it.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, big weekend for you, first head coach in Lake Diefenbaker Slew Sharks history. Um, fun night at the rink for that. I know the fans had a great time with it, uh, and the players. I mean, that's uh, that was a good effort against a very very good hockey team for you guys as well.
3: Yeah, I thought it was again a great start to the game, and then um, you know through the weekend. Um, Friday night, I really liked our game in Moose Jaw. Thought we deserved a better fate, but it was one of those games that they always had the lead. Then um, we never really saw desperate hockey from them. And on Saturday, um, I thought that Moose Jaw turned it up a notch when they were down, especially coming later, second period, third period, um, got a little bit desperate, and um, we were able to weather that storm. I liked us defensively. I thought we were in good spots, and obviously, um, Reed Dick stood tall and eliminated uh, anything that that uh, was created by them. So, um, a couple great efforts by him in a row here and uh, it's an important time of year and it's great to see and the team's been playing pretty good hockey for a little while
2: here but nice to see these results starting to come through after some games where you probably deserved a better fate like you said weren't finding yourself on the right end of those final scores but now a couple of good games in a row to get four points
3: yeah important time of year to collect points um, so it's uh, you know I, I give credit to the guys in the room of staying the course because it can be a frustrating time of year to be told hey you're playing well keep with it um, the results will come the process processes there and um, not seeing that come to fruition. So um, proud of our guys and, and sticking with it, like I say. And, uh, you know, we, we know there's important hockey ahead of us here too.
1: I want to ask you about a guy that uh, that you're familiar with. Uh, he's relatively new to the Swift Current Bronco family, but someone who you've, you've known for a long time and Drew Englott. Uh, last night we saw him park right in front of the net for a couple of power play goals. He's taking and winning some some key face-offs for you. And, uh, you know, he seems to be someone who's really finding himself as a Swift Current Bronco as of late. What are you seeing from yeah
3: for sure no I mean he's settled in um, here nicely um, Drew is an uh, he's an everydayer. he's a one tenner um, he's gonna work he, he gets in the extra reps with goalie ice uh, he does all the fine little details he's always looking to work on something after practice he's grabbing the younger guys and showing them that process as well and um, you know we've been very fortunate to have him here to pass on some of that leadership and um, that self drive and yeah he's getting rewarded for his play um, you know he's a big body that plays extremely hard. He's hard on the forecheck Um, and he's a guy that we knew would stand that front on the power play and we thought we needed a little bit more traffic and he'll do that job and um, yeah I'm proud of him and the job that he's done here for us and looking for that continued success down the stretch here just um, you know continuing to add to our depth as a group that uh, we we don't want to be just a one line scoring team. We want to have depth throughout with that but also playing quality 200 foot hockey and not being defensive liabilities and Drew, uh we knew coming in when we, we made the move for him, he was strong in the face off circle, um, which was important and uh, he's a guy that you know is always going to be on there for a five on three penalty kill in those scenarios because he's just jumping in front of box to do whatever it takes. So um, high character um, and yeah, like I say, uh excited for this stretch run with him. Great to get Mason Ward back as well. Didn't have
2: him all last week after getting a puck in the face against Brandon, but he comes back in, kind of shows that snarl in his game against Medicine Hat with the physical play and just an important piece to get back in the lineup.
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, these guys, both 20-year-olds, are, are presence um, in how they carry themselves, how they prepare, and uh, no different for Mason. Uh, he's a quiet guy, but, um, you know, he has an edge to him. He has some bite to his game. He's a presence on the ice, and uh, he's got quality puck skills. Uh, keeps simple touches, Headman's man's pucks for really well and I uh, had a really nice short handed to- opportunity um, in Met hat kind of an in tight breakaway um, which was nice to see because we know there's some uh, um, you know untapped offense in his game as well he's got a heavy heavy shot and um, you know we like to see him have that that edge to his game as well and he was hard on those guys last night and um, that's when he's played his best for us so again um, you know just another guy that adds a lot of depth for our back end and hard to play against and we're excited for uh, him down the stretch here.
1: Yeah sticking around and watching the three stars on the webcast last night. Uh, first star of the game uh, in-house was Owen Pickering. Um, he had a key goal for your team. Uh, what did uh, what did you see in his game last night?
3: Yeah, I think Owen's really uh, simplified his game here in the last little bit of just getting pucks through, getting them on net, and um, distributing a good puck on the power play. Um, so getting rewarded for that. And, um, you know, there's a, multiple times he just took a step and fired a puck on net, and we had traffic around to cause some chaos. And then uh, when he had the opportunity to shoot to score, he did Um, and you know Owen's continuing to evolve in his game and his growth and um, he's a guy who has uh, he wants to be great Uh, he wants to be coached he wants to be coached hard he wants to be held accountable he wants to learn and um, he's done a great job here this year and again just uh, looking for him to continue that down the stretch for us
2: important to keep the momentum rolling here two games coming up in Alberta this weekend in Edmonton and then in Calgary on Sunday afternoon so you know in your mind what kind of goes into making sure the team carries over over game-to-game performances?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's the time of year um, where we just got to take it like one shift at a time, one period at a time. I mean, uh, we can sit back right now and say, okay, we got a Saturday night in Edmonton and an afternoon game in Calgary, quick turnaround, but we're not looking past Edmonton. Uh, We know what it's like in this league and that any team can win any night, and uh, we're going to respect our opponents, um, and we're going to show up just looking to establish the best version of ourselves. So um, we got to take it, as I say, one shift at a time and piece things together build a period and then build two and then build a full 60 minutes and that's what i really proud of this guys of late is that uh early in the season there was some swings to our play um, periods of time where there was great play periods of time where we had lulls and we've really been uh, eliminating that and working towards that full 60 minutes and um, finding our identity and establishing it so um, you know our our focus is going to be on puck drop and Edmonton Saturday night
1: yeah uh, real quick uh, before we sign off here for the coaches segment here Josh Filman, two goals last night uh, he's he's flirting with the 40 goal plateau this is a tough league to score 40 goals and uh, you know what's been going right for him lately
3: yeah, you know what, Josh, is, uh, he's an elite goal scorer. He's got a great release. He knows how to get to the soft areas on the ice. Um he sees the play extremely well and uh, as I say great release great shot so uh, I think there was a little bit of time where things got a little bit cool for him and he's just kind of got back to that the basics as well of getting to those tough areas simplifying his game uh, trusting his one timer and um, you know a a great shot for his uh, 38th on the one timer and then a a beautiful play down low on that power play converging on a point shot a rebound and Matt Ward to see him back door and you know one of those beautiful plays uh, um, so uh, we're excited for him. Uh, he's going to do a job. He's going to be a threat. Um, he's kind of reestablished himself here this last little bit after, um, you know, a little bit of a colder spell and just trying to work through that. That, that happens to everybody, especially when you're going to score uh, as often as he does. Um, and, you know, he's heating up here again at the right time of year. So uh, extremely proud of Josh and um, what he's done for us and how he brings it every night. I guess just lastly for me, uh,
2: you mentioned Matthew Ward there. um, Four assists in the game yesterday, including the WHL's highlight of the night from his backside setting up Grayson Brzezinski. His assist to Josh Fillman on the power play was also a very heads-up play and really just kind of showcasing that uh, elite uh, playmaking that he's got in
3: in Mid-Medicine Hat. Yeah, yeah. You know, we talked with Matt, and again, um, you know, him and Josh played together for the majority of the year, and they kind of went through a little bit of a cold stretch together here. Um, And, you know, with Matt, I always talk about just getting to the inside and allowing his skills to take over in tight areas. And uh, he did that extremely well here in Med hat And I actually didn't know. I I knew that he made a backhand pass to Grayson, but I didn't know that it was from, like, laying on the ice, like an elite elite lead play. And um, I I had to chat with him today and say, hey, man, like, I I didn't even give you as much props probably for that play as I should have. Like, that was uh, pretty special. Um, And, yeah, great game for him. And, you know, that's when I talk about uh, that depth scoring, Matt's uh, able to that for us and uh, he did a great job
1: all right devin thank you so much for this and uh best of luck in alberta this weekend man
0: thank you very much you're listening to broncos this week presented by original 16 the official beer of the swift current
1: broncos it's broncos this week podcast and our feature guest is uh, josh Filman. we we just looked it up prior to you walking in here josh and this will be your fifth appearance on broncos this week trailing only matt wart as our most frequent guest so five timers club welcome it's great to have you here man
0: pleasure's all mine i'm glad <laughs> to be here it's a good experience work on my uh my media habits
1: you're pretty polished, I will say that. Like, so far, so good.
2: But. Yeah, no issues here. Uh, and no issues for you scoring in Medicine Hat the other night. Uh, two goals for you, both of them on the power play. Um, you know, you're at 39 on the year now. Um, how do you feel your your offensive game has evolved? I mean, really, from your first season of the Hub to last year to this year, it just seems like it increases exponentially year over year.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, it's all about just... I guess learning different ways to contribute and different ways to put the puck in the back of the net and create offense. So, um, you know, as I get older, you learn more and more as you play. Um, and sometimes it's from, you know, doing, doing the right things and having success and sometimes it's from failing. So, um, it's been a good journey so far and, um, that's always the goal is just to keep getting better
1: you had a three-point night and assisted on the first goal in lake Diefenbaker Slu shark history uh, what was it like being part of that historic
0: moment it was awesome yeah the crowd is pretty into it i think uh there's a lot of buzz around the slew shark uniform so um it was a super fun day and then yeah we earned ourselves a day off the next day and i actually went ice fishing and caught myself a slew shark so it was pretty fun
1: <laughs> living the living the part that's awesome
2: yeah um a couple of wins, too, for the team, too. You know, to win that game in the Sluke Sharks game was obviously huge uh, to get back in the win column there with a 4 nothing win. Just, you know, the the mindset of the team because you guys had played really well and just weren't getting the results you were looking for. So to be able to pick up now back-to-back wins following that stretch, I would imagine there's almost a, almost a sense of relief within the group.
0: Yeah, well said. Um, I, I like that you touched on, you know, we had been playing some good hockey and hadn't exactly been getting the results. So um, it's nice when a couple of wins follow. And, um, yeah, we're in a pretty intense playoff push here with a lot of teams really close together so these are you know when we play teams really close to us in the standings like a med hat and and a calgary upcoming this weekend um these are what we would consider four point games so they're really exciting um you know when we can get the job done as a team
1: yeah and you know looking over your last uh, couple games here personally for you four goals in your last two um you know what what's been going right for you lately
0: I think just playing connected with my line mates. Um, not always relying on scoring off the rush, um, but we're doing a better job having teams in their zone and creating off the four check. So, um, yeah, we're like I said, we're playing connected and, and we're supporting each other really well five
1: goals in your last three, I should say. But...
2: You uh, mentioned how you got a game in Edmonton coming up here. I guess we haven't had you on since uh, that night on December 16th. I think that was when you scored six, um, you know, that game for you, was it, you know, was there something before the game that you kind of thought you're feeling pretty good or was it just everything just happened on the ice the way it happened? And before you knew it, you had six goals.
0: Yeah, a little bit of both. Um, I felt really good about the way I was playing leading into that. Um, I, we had lost to Kelowna a couple days prior and uh, um, you know, I had had a ton of chances and, and felt really good about where my game was at, but didn't exactly have a ton to show for it. And um, I guess that's some of the hockey gods raining down on me—that you know, everything kind of aligned perfectly for that game in Edmonton. And I was just fine in the back of the net. Um, obviously, a lot of credit to my teammates, um, some beautiful plays to set me up, and especially that one coming out of the penalty box for the breakaway. But uh, yeah, a little bit of both. I felt like I was in a good space, and obviously, you can't do that without a little bit of luck.
1: Yeah, you know a big weekend coming up. You touched on it. You're heading back to the scene of the crime, so to speak. Uh, you know, Rogers in Edmonton, where where you had that six goal game. I mean, I, I can't imagine you have that expectation on yourself again. But uh, you know, as as Moch alluded to earlier, some very important games coming up here for you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, looking to continue playing well as as a as a group here, and obviously personally, keep trying to be offensive minded and attack and, and drive play. Um, But like you said, the biggest piece is just, you know, not trying to cheat for offense, I guess. And, you know, Calgary's a good team Um, that can put the puck in the net as well. So if you're giving up four or five goals, um, it just makes those chances of winning lower. So, um, and then same thing with Edmonton, you know, I've learned, I'll I'll say the hard way in this league that really anybody can beat anybody. Um, Doesn't matter where you're in the standings, especially if you allow a team to linger in the game um, early on, like if they've got that belief, You know, anything can happen. So we're going to play the right way as a group here and, and get those four points.
2: I wonder if you can talk about your goaltenders here a little bit. You know, Joey's had a, a strong rookie season here, and Reed has really turned things on over the last couple of weeks here. Had that big shutout against Musha. Great performance uh, in Medicine Hat on Tuesday. Just how much of a, a difference does it make for you guys as a collective group when uh, your goaltenders are really standing tall?
0: Yeah, it allows us to play, play free, um, plan our toes for sure. Um, when we know we've got that rock-solid layer of support behind us, I can tell you it's a lot easier to you know jump up in rushes as a defenseman and and maybe you know take a risk here or there to try and close out a four check as an f3 so um, when you know you've got that constant support behind you it helps a lot just allowing you guys to play without hesitation
1: you know the the western hockey league season it's a long and it's a grueling schedule and you're getting towards the end of it uh, the calendar just flipping (coughs) over to march here Um, how's everybody holding up you know covid it kind of Took away playing a full sixty eight game season you had your first taste of that last year. How's everybody holding up this year so far?
0: I think we're doing a good job, yeah, a big piece of that is load management and I think um, a notice i've or a difference I've noticed from last year to this year is um, as we get older. Um, it's obvious that guys are taking care of their bodies better, eating better, resting better. So um, the best teams, the, the the guys that go deep in the playoffs, obviously have that most energy at the end of the season and, and they maintain their bodies really well. So that's been a good learning piece for us.
2: You touched on how you're in a pretty intense playoff race here, not too dissimilar from last season. Um, you know, We saw how close things were down the stretch last year. With the way things are this year, do you feel like last year's experience in the final few weeks of the year is something this group can lean on and learn from?
0: Yeah, totally. Totally. I think I, I was just about to say that is, um, you know, from last year and we didn't end up getting the result that we wanted in terms of making the playoffs. But we learned exactly how important these games in the last, you know, 20 mean. Um, and there's little moments along the way that um, end up being way bigger than you think um, once it's all said and done. So, um, yeah, I think we're just taking this one game at a time and we know as a group that every game is important
1: I think I know the answer to this but I'll ask it anyway uh you're sitting at 38 goals right now 40 is quite the plateau and it's tough to achieve in the Western Hockey League is that in your mind at all right now
0: um not really obviously a little bit you you know scoring goals is fun and that's kind of something I've um transitioned to do I guess in this league I, I kind of have become a bit of a scorer for this team um but yeah, I mean, usually when I'm when I'm scoring goals or when they're coming in bunches, it's because, like I said earlier, we're playing really connected and um, we have speed together. So uh, I'm more so focused on doing the little things that allow me to score the goals rather than just the result.
2: I remember when I talked to you when you were still a Broncos prospect before you were in the Western Hockey League and you said you didn't really want to pencil yourself into one specific role. You wanted to make sure you could be diverse and be an impact player and then sure enough, you've become that now. You know, Could you ever have envisioned yourself being a, a 40 and you know borderline 50 goal scorer in the WHL?
0: I don't think I would have ever thought about it You know, as a prospect, as a 13, 14-year-old. Um, but as I go on, um, yeah, I think just, you know, tuning in summer habits and and training with some pros um seeing the little things they do and and more importantly like all the different ways that the best goal scorers can score um that's something i've kind of picked up on and tried to make a strong suit of my game so um as we go through it it becomes you know more and more clear to me that um i can score a lot of goals here and and just that comes from playing the right way and learning all sorts of different ways to put the puck in the net
1: uh more satisfying way of scoring breakaway or one timer on the power play
0: that's a tough one honestly probably a breakaway just because usually that means you did something pretty good to get that situation um but i yeah i I can't pick i'll I'll take either (laughs)
1: No, just last night, you know, to take us through. You had, had a couple goals, including a, a one-timer on the power play, and just that's got to feel good, just bang into the back of the
0: net. Eh? Yeah, it's nice when uh, you see the puck shoot out like a rocket. Uh, give credit to a good screen in front, but um, I know early on this season – I think like five of my first six goals or something all came off a one-timer and I was kind of penciling as this like flanker with an absolutely booming shot but it was nice to get one of those back and and get back in a groove Um, you know even just hitting the net is is big
2: well let's talk about that shot of yours I mean I know you're working hard to put on weight and be more of a a physical guy but for you to generate as much torque as you do on a shot like that you know, what goes into making sure you're able to create so much velocity on a one-timer like that
0: uh, one thing I would just say is learning how to use the flex my stick properly. Um, you know, when you hit just that right distance behind the puck and drive through, um, the sticks nowadays are really just made to kind of slingshot. Um, and I'm a guy that uses a really whippy stick, so... Um, less trying to you know raise the puck and more just hit down on it and create as much torque as i can and um who knows maybe that comes from playing baseball all my life but (laughs) i had some driving the hips
1: i'm an old school wooden stick guy but you hear the kids talk a lot and they ask what what flex is it so are are you willing to give that information away yeah kids out there
0: i use a 70 flex which would be um a decent amount under half my body weight so uh, it would be definitely one of the whippier sticks. I know, like Patrick Lane when he was in his rookie season for the Jets, was about you know six four, two hundred pounds, and was using a seventy seven. So I know the guys that shoot really hard, even Elias Pettersson would be the same. Use a really whippy sticks; they they can create a lot of torque on.
1: Hey, uh, any pregame rituals? I know we ask you this question every time, but, you know, you, you've been in Swift Current. You've had your home games at Innovation Plex. Uh, are you a creature of habit, like going through the same thing every day or, or just kind of take every day as it happens?
0: Yeah, I more so lean towards taking every day as it happens. Um, no specific pregame meals. Usually I like to get to the rink anywhere, um, you know, 20 to 2 minutes that sort of range before five o'clock. Um, I like to stay loose kind of until warm-up time or off-ice warm-up and then and kind of dial myself in then. But I like to stay loose and just keep smiling, having fun. Wow.
2: Kind of just wanted to touch on one last thing here with, uh, you know, NHL trade deadlines tomorrow. Obviously the Devils made that big move for Timo Meyer. Are you keeping tabs on what, uh, what the Devils are doing up there at the NHL level?
0: Yeah. For sure um, and I, I think part of the reason why is just because they're a really fun team to watch this year um, tons of offense and um, obviously great goaltending and coaching as well but um, I, even the time change is really nice five o'clock start um, here in Swift Current, so just before dinner I'm usually catching a period of two or two of, of all the home games and um, they're definitely entertaining and I'll, I'll keep my eye on them down the stretch
1: yeah I mean what's it like watching your team play
0: It is pretty cool, Um, just thinking back to some of the moments that I had with those guys at Ricky camp and main camp this year down in New Jersey. And, um, yeah, cool to sort of, well, think and, and hope that one day I'll be teammates with some of those guys. Right
1: on. Well, best of luck this weekend as you do the Alberta Road Swing, and thanks for doing this, Josh.
0: Yeah, thank you. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. That'll do it for another edition of the
1: Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16 a big thanks to head coach Devin Pratt and Josh Philman for joining us on the pod as the Broncos get set to board the bus and head to Alberta for some key games this weekend as they're in pursuit of a playoff spot
2: here. Yeah, certainly can't look past Edmonton having a having a tough year after the championship last year but as we as we touched on and even as Josh Philman said anybody can beat anybody on any given night so have to make sure they're focused on puck drop on Saturday and then you know Sunday Calgary's hanging out in the playoff spot. I know they've uh, really been struggling here lately. Um, So the Broncos have a a road trip coming up here this weekend. Two very important games as you said and hopefully this time next week we're talking about the team firmly in a playoff spot.
1: Yeah and uh, the next home game for this squad is going to be uh, not this Friday but next. So a bit of time away from Innovation Plex for this team.
2: Yeah only a couple home games left too when you think about it. I think it's just three more including that game against uh, Moose Jaw next Friday. So the season every year goes by uh, in the blink of an eye. Almost forget every single year how quickly it goes by and here we are on uh, march 1st already so just a handful of games left in the season here and sets up for a pretty exciting uh, final five or four weeks of the year
1: all right best of luck to the team this weekend as they head into alberta and once again a big thank you to josh Philman and head coach devin Propp for joining us on the pod this week this is the broncos this week podcast brought to you by original 16 You've been
3: listening to broncos this week presented by original 16